Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Elder Elisha Cooper on the Healing Hour. We're on Purpose Kingdom Network. I am filling in tonight for Minister Arthur Burgess III as he recovers from um, from surgery. We want to definitely continue to pray for him. Tonight, we have a topic that everybody's been flooding my, my, my inbox and my messenger about baby mama drama. I love the fact that people were so involved and invested in this topic. So tonight I have a special guest, Miss um, Mia Dutton. She's here with me. I'm so excited because not only is, is she a dear friend, but she's also my baby mama. Yes. Hey, Mia, come talk to us. <laughs> hey, how you doing? How you doing? Good evening, everyone. It is a pleasure to be with you all today to discuss this topic. I am looking forward to the enlightenment and the release and the shackles falling off of some individuals tonight. So I'm ready when you are. (laughs) Well, listen, the first thing, you know, I know that Minister Art isn't with us tonight, but one question that he always asks that, that really gets me is it what what can you share with the people, the people of God that is listening to us on the airways? Um, what can you share with them about what God has brought you out of, what He's delivered you from, what He healed you from, um, what God specifically did for you that may enlighten someone else? Wow, that is a great thing because what has God not done for me? God has done so much. Um, but if I would have to pick a specific uh, moment, I would definitely say he's a keeper. Um, even when, you know, when I found myself not wanting to be kept, um, wanting to fall into whatever my issues were, he he kept holding me and he told me to try him. And that's what I decided to do. And in trying him and trusting in him and believing in him, and dedicating my life to him first and foremost and seeking him, um, God has opened up so many different pathways for me um, to work in ministry. I was always known as the choir girl, directing the choir, singing on the choir, praise team. However, God has definitely transitioned me into uh, getting deeper into his word, him revealing himself to me, and then in tune with that being revealed of who I am in Christ. Um, so I dedicate myself now to helping other women and older women and young women to find their purpose and to heal from anything that they have um, dealt with in life um, from the smallest of what people may think is not a big deal to the deepest of um, issues and trauma. Uh, we all have to stick together. Um, so that is what I base myself around right now, being able to lift another person up from where they are and to keep them um, in prayer, to keep them in a place where they are able to talk to someone, even if they feel like they have no one. So um 
just being for others what I didn't always have um, and making it available to them. That's what I would say. So it was something you said that I, I really like. You said that not only younger women but older women too. And mm-hmm. their college that we, we don't look at the fact that even though we're younger, there's someone older that we can help. And then even though somebody might be younger than us, they may have experienced something that they can help us through. So it comes to a Absolutely. time where we don't need to look at age, but look at mm-hmm. experience. Right. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, we we can't always look at how old a person is. There are some people who are mm-hmm. younger than me who definitely um, been through stuff that I never touched. You know, there are people who have, have – um, had addictions that I've never had. So I can't minister to somebody effectively about that addiction. That person might be 17, 18, and they might have touched something that I've never touched before. But then there might Mm -hmm. be somebody 65, um, 65, you know, 67, somewhere around there, and I've been through something they may have never experienced before. So it's great that you're open to not only help those who are younger, not only help those who are your age, but also help those who who are older than you, especially if they're receptive to the help. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So for those who are listening tonight, again, the topic is baby mama drama. Um, if you're listening by your phone and you would like to call in or ask us any, any questions, um, the number is 319-527-6091, pound one. 319-527-6091, pound one. If you like to call in, ask questions, share testimonies, or anything like that. Mia, we met some years ago. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> the reason we met, which, of course, we both could tell this story, and we could tell it from our own perspective. We met because we have a child by the same person. Yes, yes. <laughs> we, we, our children, share a father. Yes, they do. <laughs> so I remember the very first time you, you approached me, you was like, how we should, and I was like, uh, who is this little girl speaking? <laughs> speaking of you were just like, hi, Alicia. I was like, hi. And then the <laughs> next time you saw me, you was like, hi, Alicia. I'm Mia. And in my head, I'm like, so? Who are you? <laughs> and, and, you know, I tried to play the, oh, how are you? God bless you. And it's like, in my head, I'm like, who are you? And why do you keep right. speaking to me? <laughs> right, right. And then you finally was like, yeah. I'm Morgan's mom or whatever. And I'm like, oh, yes. okay, I'm Javon's yes. mom. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was like a silence because it was, it was informative and awkward at the same time. Um, at the same time it was. <laughs> In that moment when you approached me, what was your what was your thoughts? I'm curious. What was your thoughts? Well, I think one of the first things that I wanted to be sure of was that we both knew about the other, um, first and foremost, out of respect. And then, two, um, making sure we knew about each other because we had a commonality of the fact that our children were 
we're brother and sister. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of times when children are born into families that are broken or don't have mom and dad in the same home, there tends to be a disconnect amongst the family. So I wanted to be sure that the connection was made. That was my main goal. Yeah. Now, easily, you know, it could have been, it could have went so totally different. Because yes. even even in the house of God, unfortunately, you have you have women who have children by the same father, and they don't get along. They don't want the child to know um, the other the other child because you they don't have the same father or they don't have the same mother. Um, <clears throat> so in the case of of of, of um, how we met, how how we look beyond how we felt in that moment and allowed ourselves to develop a relationship um, with each other, not only with each other, but allowing our children to build a relationship. Because you do have children that are out here who have no idea who their siblings are. And you have Mm -hmm. children who are dating their siblings. Right. And have no clue that they're they, that they're into incest. They have no they don't plan to be an incest. They wasn't looking to be an incest, but because of whatever situation happened between the father and the mother or the two baby mothers or the two baby fathers, they never had the 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 opportunity to um to have to grow up with their sibling or to be that example for the of the sibling or you know, with brothers, like I have, I have the boy, you have the girl. You know, she mm-hmm. she say something to her brother and say, "Hey, listen, somebody bothered me." You know, he's ready to jump, <laughs> you know, jump and be there for his little sister. There are people who don't have that, who don't have that opportunity. You know, and um, earlier mm-hmm. when we were talking, we were discussing like different things, even in the Bible, how um, you had Hagar and Sarah, right? Who both had, who both had a child. By the same man. Mm-hmm. Um, one being the child of of promise, the other child um, being there uh, that the the wife, so to speak, had was like, "Look, I can't have any kids. So can you have some a child with somebody else?" But then when she finally had her, she kind of like dismissed that other child. And you have situations mm-hmm. where women are, um, you know, they're the great stepmom or the great other mom, bonus mom, until they have their own child and then they don't want that child around anymore. Um, same thing with the dads, you know. So mm-hmm. how can we help someone else who has felt like that, like I have my own child now, um, I don't want this child around anymore. How can we help them see that it's still important for them to not only have their child but to also have this other child around? Well, the best thing I can say is the understanding that, number one, the children didn't ask to be here, um, and the decision to keep them, which was always the wisest decision, because each person who is, uh, you know, thought of by God before they enter into the earth has a purpose, you know, and we have to think about that greater purpose of what each child has to do in the earth, Um and it and at this point it's never any more about us. You know what I'm saying? Because eventually those children have to 
grow up and become their own people, but it's up to us to put them on the right path and to raise them according to the will of God and and especially the word of God. You know, the Bible says that we should train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they are older, they don't, they won't depart from it. So if we don't uh, raise our children up in the appropriate manner, then, you know, they go wayward there. They have different things that, you know, become traumatic to them and in turn, sometimes they don't know how to deal with it. And we don't want to have a ripple effect of generational curses or, you know, trauma trickling down from generation to generation because of one person's selfishness to not look past themselves. Um, it's very important that the children are raised up uh, without malice especially from adults. It grinds my gears when adults treat children as if they were the ones who put themselves in that situation. The children are the innocent bystanders, um, but every child, no matter how they have um, been born or what family they have been born into, they are a gift from the Lord, and that's how we need to treat them. So... I'm a I'm a young lady. I, I I just I'm just mad now because you know I thought I was going to be with this man for the rest of my life, and now I had a baby with him, and he's he now has a wife or a new girlfriend, and she's pregnant, or let's say a wife, and she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. But I don't want my kid around her because that's not. You know, that's not my child's mom. That's not my child. You know, she she's not going to treat my child the way that um, I want her to treat her. I don't want her disciplining my child. I don't want her doing my child's hair. I don't want her mm-hmm. buying my child's clothes. How would you minister to someone who has that attitude? Well, first and foremost, um, I think as adults, everyone in you would hope that the maturity level is there to at least have a conversation about, you know, what we expect of the other. Um, I don't think a mother or a father should feel as though um, another person is trying to take their position. So and a lot of times in broken homes, you find that women have the children and then they meet someone else, and then the father is looking on the outside like, oh, you can't take my place, or vice versa. The children are with the father, and he meets someone else that the woman is trying to take their place. Um, unfortunately, we live in a society where, uh, you know, we have blended families. And what people need to realize is although that child does not belong to that person, if the other two parents have a child together, those children are bound not only by life circumstances, but they are blood relatives. Um, I think many people forget that because society has gotten us into this place where, oh, that's, that's only his half-brother or her half-sister. And But the fact of the matter is if they came out the same womb, they are brother and sister. If they came from the same source and the same source provided their seed, they are brother and sister, regardless of your personal relationships with one another. But 
what I will say is we don't want it to get to a point where um, it starts to taint the outlook of with within the children because it could cause the children to dislike their own siblings and have discord that did not need to be there. So again, we're trickling down our own anger and uh, issues onto our children that they should not have to carry. Um, You know, brothers and sisters should be able to love one another. And unfortunately, we also live in a society where children don't always get to see the parent that lives outside of the home. So any opportunity that is presented needs to be allowed so that relationships can be uh, close together um, because each child, although they are a part of you, they are also a part of that other parent and both sides are important in knowing who you are as a human being um, first, you know, before the spirituality aspect of how we raise our children under the Lord, that physical part of being and feeling like you belong to something is important. So uh, (laughs) we talked about um, earlier, we were talking about um, blended families and Mm -hmm. we were talking about how uh, we talked about the half half brother, half sister. And if that is a, is a real thing. And while people say, you know, if you have different parents, if you have the same dad, but a different mom, you're a half, you're a half sibling. You're not a whole sibling. And, you know, we found, we we went throughout the Bible. We talked about Joseph and how Joseph's brothers treated him different because mm-hmm. of how you let's just be real. How his father treated him. He, his father treated right. him special because of the mother that he you know the mother he had, and because of his love for the mother, he he loved Joseph differently than the rest than the rest of the brothers. How can we mm-hmm. as Two women, because I remember sharing with you um, not so long ago, and those who, who have heard me before on the on the um, talk radio knows that I'm very transparent. Um, I had a moment where I was where I had a sense of jealousy when it came to you and your child because of the um, the lack of me and my child. Mm-hmm. You know, and it wasn't that. I was jealous of you as a person, mm-hmm. um, but it was like, well, what is it about mine that, you know, that mine can't get the same attention that that yours do? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I had to get over that quickly because it wasn't about right. me. It wasn't about me as the adult. As the as the adult, it was like I have to love my child regardless as to whether or not I have, you know somebody in my life or not. And I can't mm-hmm. treat my child any differently because, you know, he's not he's not there or she's not there. Um in 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 uh, sorry. In in the child's life, you know, so to anybody who's listening, if you get that moment where you like, well why can't I have the same type of relationship? Sometimes it's not meant for you to have that same type of relationship as someone else has with with their their um, child's father or child's um, mother, but you have to remember that if your child has other siblings, 
is you have to drop whatever it is that you feel so that your your children can be in each other's life. It's bad enough that some some children don't have their father or mother. All they have is their siblings. So it's not good to take it out on the children at right. all, to take it out on the children because of the fact that you don't have what you want. And I just want to encourage right. somebody on tonight, like, regardless as to how you feel, never take out on your children what you really feel towards your child's father or your child's mother because your children have nothing to do with that. And that's absolutely true. That is absolutely true because I think, um, you know, like even for me, um, when my husband was alive uh, and we had a blended family and it came time for, you know, his daughter to come over, I gladly welcomed her as if she was one of my own. I didn't have any right to try and take her place or to keep her away from her father because before there was a me in his life, there was him and his daughter. So um, taking him along with his daughter was my responsibility in when I made the decision to become one with him. And I think that also vice versa, like, listen, mom, listen, if there is another person who loves your child, no, nobody ever is going to love your child the way that you love them, but they love your child. Why be upset with that? Now, if there if it was a situation where, you know, the other person was not treating your child respectfully or whatever, then we would have to go back to the table and have a discussion about, you know, what needs to be done, what arrangements need to be made. But there are too many times where, the person, the parent who is not in the home and the other parent has moved on and has a significant other and that significant other loves that child, accept it. Let me say it because that is an extra support for you because there will be times where that other parent is not available. Say dad is has to work, but the only one that's at home and, and that's available so that child can come over, not just to spend time with dad once he gets off of work, but to spend time with siblings that are over there is the, the stepmother or vice versa is the stepfather that is at home, then I would hope again that you had that conversation to where you know how that you have built that trust with them. For instance, like with you and I, although um, neither of us are with our children's father that we share, at any moment, I can entrust that if my daughter comes over there, Morgan comes over there, that she's going to be well taken care of and vice versa. If Javon ever comes over here, he's well taken care of because he is a part of my daughter. Although I didn't birth him, he's still a part of her. And that's where the acceptance part and the maturity level comes in. At the end of the day, we can't change the facts. We can't change the DNA. We can't change any of it. The only thing that we should do is live accordingly, especially if we call ourselves Christians, Christian. because Jesus, Jesus never, Jesus would never deny someone because of their parents. And also, children should not bear the burdens of the sins that parents have committed. If we committed sins, but prior to our children getting there, because we can't get along, and we're arguing, and we're fussing, and we're fighting. Why should our children have to bear to bear that? Our children right. shouldn't have to bear that because then they grow up with, you know, 
anger and resentment towards one parent, and then now the family is even more broken than it was before. Um, And I think it's time to get to a place where we begin to restore relationships with families because I, I can't be mad at you because you had a baby with my baby father and you shouldn't be mad at me because I had a a child with your baby father. Listen, we could be baby mamas, a baby mama support group. We support one another to get the job done in raising (laughs) these children. Right. It's about the children. I know. I remember, um, I said, especially when we know the situations that's, that's at Mm -hmm. end, you know, we should always want to, want to support one another um it's just it's it's sad you know some of us are are some of us and when I say us I'm generalizing are mad at other people because oh she treats my child like that or he treats my child like this and it's not that Mm -hmm. you treat the child in a bad way you might right. literally every time that child come over, you buying a child something or you taking them out mm-hmm. or whatever. And the, the reality is I don't get to see your child as much as you get to see your child. So when I get right. to have, have them, it's for me, it's my time for a better lack of words to um, spoil them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's, that's my opportunity to 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 um to love on them the way that that I would love on them versus um the way that you might would love on them. Now, if you tell me, hey, listen, you know, Morgan can't have candy, then I need to respect the fact that Morgan can't have candy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. Like that, but at the same time, in the same token, as a child of God, my first thing is to love the child. Because even Jesus yeah. um, tells us to to love children, you know what I mean, and mm-hmm. and we we can't we can't take out on the child what we feel about the parent. That's just the reality. That is just right. the reality. And right. I love what you said. Not only do you have a a support when your your baby father or your child's mother or whatever moves on, you have the support of the. The, as I call it, the bonus mom or the bonus dad. Right. You know, and Absolutely. we should never feel any type of way about the bonus mom or the bonus dad because literally they may be the only outlet that the child has. There are some things that a child might not say to us that they're willing to say to them. You know, I know mm-hmm. there are some things that Javon's not willing to talk to me about, but if you and him have a conversation, he'll tell you. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Vice so versa. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, you know, so it's um it's all about it's all about uh you know loving the children in spite of how we feel as as an adult. Yeah, and, definitely. And, and most of all, loving loving children the way that God intended for them to be loved. Yeah. Like you said earlier, Absolutely. they did not ask to be here. <laughs> right. Yeah, and my thing is. It's the love for me. It's the love for me. And I think that's what is missing in the world today. I think people forget about the greatest commandment, to love one another. You know, um, I think that we've gotten so far away from, you know, love in general that this is the reason why, you know, so much is happening, so much is going wrong and the fact that a lot of the people that we're losing today are our children. 
Right. And, um, you know, we, we have our children who are out here and they're dying because they don't have, you know, well, not all of them, but some of them don't have the support of a parent. Some of them are lacking the support of one parent. Some of them are acting out because they want the attention that they're not getting from a certain parent or maybe both. Some of them are, you know, trying to find something else to do or get into because that time is not spent. And, you know, it's as an, as adults and the people who have been charged to care for these lives who are, that are given to us to, to, you know, be good stewards over and to raise up, it's our duty to make sure that they are in good standing, you know, at all times, educationally, uh, emotionally, spiritually, uh, that we nurture them to the best of our abilities. And one of the things that um, I also like uh, what you said about, you know, Javon might have some conversations that he can't have with you that he would have with me, but also thinking about going back to that bonus mom, bonus dad, that sometimes it's that bonus mom and bonus dad that's keeping mom or dad together to make sure that they remain consistent in the child's life, you know, Um, because, you know, you can't sometimes moms and dads drop the ball. We're human. We, we make mistakes, but then having that extra person to be there as the accountability partner, um, you know, the person that, you know, I'll throw the alley-oop and you dunk it in, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I missed right. it. I couldn't do it or I'm too far away, you know. So, you know, making sure that every person who is in these children's lives, uh, you know, is affecting them positively. Um, I'm currently right now in um in a, in a class that we're focusing on um, Yuri Brothenbrenner's uh, theory of ecology, right, uh, and ecological uh, theory, and it basically you focuses just spoke on a whole every language to aspect. Me. Yeah, the whole aspect <laughs> of children, you the different layers that it takes to, you know raise children you got the school you got the church you got the home life you got the peers all of these different things that you know form around the child to make them who they are and if we if we messing them up right out the gate as the as the as the parent it's going to affect it's going to have a ripple effect all the way out to the end and we don't want we don't want that we don't want that uh ripple effect to be negative we want positive impact um because our children are not, I don't like the, the term our future because they are our now, you know, they are growing up right. now and they're leading us now in what our world will become. And as you can see, our world is crazy, but, you know, um, changing the narrative for our children of what they see when they look at their parents and how their parents get along. Yet, no, my mom and dad are not together, but I still feel the love from both of them, it makes a difference. Right. Now, it makes a difference. Um, I know a few years ago, you and I, um, when we had the opportunity to surprise our children with each other, um, mm-hmm. we, I forgot where we took them to. I know it was a trampoline park. I think it was Urban Air or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and then we went, to, we went to dinner afterwards, and they had the opportunity to just spend time with one another. And 
from that, they developed a, a relationship um, with each mm-hmm. other. But also from that, we developed a, a different type of relationship with each other. I remember um, going through something, like, horrific, and I was able to call you and, like, hey, listen, this is what I'm dealing with right now. You know, um, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. Um, you know, I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I don't know the I was like, I don't want to go to jail. I feel my attitude rising. And there's some other things, you know, like, I need your help. Can you please pray for me? Like, if you could come over here, if you can, you know, do something, I, I, I really I really need you and in that moment. Mm-hmm. Although you wasn't available to actually come to the house, you stopped, you prayed, and different things like that. And that shows right. the maturity of, of mm-hmm. um things like we we have to come back to the realization again it's not about us you know in, in right. our in ourselves it's about our you know our children it's about our mm-hmm. children if we can develop a relationship um i know so many mothers unfortunately like if they them the if they break up, if baby mama and baby daddy break up, they don't want the child around the father, and they don't want the child around the father's family. It's like if we don't get back together, then you can't see your children. And, right. you know, you have, you have fathers who are bona fide fathers, I mean, so involved in their children's life, and that becomes snatched right. from them because this woman is like, look, if you, you know, if you don't come back to me, then I can't, you know, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to allow them. And here it is, you got people like, you know, who don't have the opportunity to have their child father in their life, and they're like, well, mm-hmm. sis, if, you know, I wish I had that type of father. Mm-hmm. You know, for my children, right. like, why are you being like that? Like, you know, yeah. so what he moved on. So what, you know, um, he decided to divorce you and everything like that. Don't take that out on the children. Don't remove um, the child's father or the child's mother out of their life because of the fact that mm-hmm. you can't. Let's just be real, because you can't get none from them anymore. Because you right. can't get their money anymore. Because it's so much that they, you know, that they have, and you wish, you know, you wish you could have from them. Um, that you wish you could have mm. from them. So now, if I can't control you with anything else, I'm going to snatch your children from you. Like, how? What would you say to someone to someone like that? What, what would you? Um, how would you personally minister to a male or a female that's like, I don't want my kids around you if you're not with me? Well, I will say this, um, and I'm speaking this from experience. Sometimes it is better to be separate and able to co-parent than to exist in the same residence mm-hmm. and it be hell every day. Um you know, that would affect the child far greater than the parents being able to get along and being separated. When people uh, are getting divorces or they're, you know, breaking up and then, you know, one parent is moving out of the home, we have to realize, like, even if the kids weren't in the picture, would we be good together? Like, people got to figure out, forget, forget about the the whole parenting aspect, think about the human aspect of just being you and he being him or you being you and she being her. If y'all don't get along well together, then if 
even if you stayed, you would be causing your child more damage than you would it, rather than support. The child would grow up in a home where they think it's okay to argue, fuss, and fight all the time. Your child would uh, grow up in a home where they think that communication is not key because he sees mom and dad not talking to each other. Child would think it's okay to you use your money to take care of you and nobody else. So then when they get older and they have to branch off into relationships, that's what they think is acceptable. That's what they think is the norm, and it messes up the relationships that they have getting as they grow older. And eventually the fact that we all supposed to eventually be able to leave and cleave if we decide that eventually we want to get married or have our own children and we move out of our parents' house, do you want your grandchildren to have to deal with what you put your child through because you were too caught up in trying to satisfy your own natural uh, emotions and thoughts and your physical um, urges and stuff. Like, listen, if they don't want you, there's somebody else who will. But you have to also make yourself available to be wanted because if you still holding on to the past, you still nasty, you still, you know, disrespectful, you still can't get yourself together, then of course you will never be available to find what was missing in that relationship that caused y'all to split in the first place. So it's not about you and him. It's about you because you got to get yourself together. That that's a, That's no question about that. Get yourself together. So that your child can be together. It's not. I, I'm. I'm. I. You know. You try to be whole. Oh, you know. It's going to be okay. Let me pray for you. It'll be all right. No. It's not. Get yourself together. Period. Like, I can't say it any other way because you're going to continue to go around in the same cycle. You're going to be study looking at him or looking at her and missing out on your blessings and the blessing that could be trying to be coming into life for your child as well in the form of another man who who's a bonus dad or another woman who's a bonus mom because you stuck on dad that wasn't going to work out anyway. You know what I'm saying? It's hard. It's hard out here. For a single parent, I understand, but I also want to urge the, y'all single parents, moms and dads alike, don't be out here just getting any Tom, Dick, and Harry or Sheila, uh, Bonita, or Bonnie just because you don't want to be alone or you're trying to make the other parent jealous and affecting and affecting your children. Yep. It ultimately affects the children. So baby mamas and baby daddies, get yourself together. <laughs> get it together. The children are what's important. The children are what's important. Support each other in everything because ultimately we want to see you want to see your child succeed. That should be everybody's right. goal. Look, is your goal for my child to succeed? Yes, all right, then I'm good with you. I'm good with you. You know what I'm saying? I, as long as you have my child's best interest at heart, we can support each other through it, not just because if I'm if I'm not doing well, and my daughter is connected to your son because that is his sister, he's going to feel the effects of what I'm going through on his sister when she comes to see him. I don't want my daughter to come over there and put my burdens onto your household either. You know what I'm saying? You don't want that. So having that open communication where you and I can talk, you already know what's going on with me. You already supporting me. You already can kind of gauge, you know, what's happening and can, and you can bring me back. Listen, you brought me back just like I've supported you. So, you know, we need that. We need that. It's important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
people sometimes will look at our, um, our relationship and be like, oh, I don't, I don't even know how they can, can, can be friends. I know recently you asked me if I would go on a, a ministry adventure with you, and I was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to do that? Like, yes. Listen, because even that is different than you and I. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> Yes, even that is bigger. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Listen, that that whole aspect is important. You know, like everything first starts with, but as long as Jesus is at the center, Jesus at the center of it all, everything is going to be okay. It might not be perfect. It might not be the way we want it to be. Things might not always be easy. It might be tough. But with that foundation of Christ and, and being able to, you know, fall back on his word because, you know, he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And he also won't see us begging for bread, no matter what we're going through, no matter what the circumstances are, he'll take care of his people. God takes care of his people. So it's our job to take care of what he gave us. We got to be good stewards over our children. Now, I want to say, I want, I want to ask you something. We got a few minutes before we have to do the call to salvation. Um, Without going into detail, I had shared something very traumatic with you, and as you know, the other the other child's child's mother, um, again without going into detail, how did that how did that make you feel, and how did that make you want to support me even more? Well, first and foremost, it made me feel upset. It made me feel also compassion and the urgency to love harder Um, because when people deal with, again, when they deal with trauma, uh, it's hard to see the light or the good in in those moments. Um, The Bible tells us that, you know, what – you know, anything that the devil meant for evil, God can turn it around for our good. And no matter what, the good or the bad, it all works out for our good, um, trying to make sure that you stay that focused because um, it was important for you to stay grounded and planted on the understanding of who you are, not just as a mom, not just as elder, but as a daughter yourself, you know, you're a daughter of the most high God. So just making sure that, you know, you could remember and recall that just like God took care of you um, in all of your issues and what you've dealt with, God will take you through to deal with those issues that were coming. I mean, that you were, because of what you had previously went through, that what was coming was just, um, you know, was just another test for you to grow even stronger to be where you are today. Um, And even for your children, your children seeing your strength in that moment, they're like, wow, you know, this is, this is deep. This is a a situation, but my mom had me. And not knowing that you had a moment that you had to break, but you had somebody there to support you um, and to be with you through it. That was the most important thing. It, It just, it made me understand that you never know what someone else is going through. You never know what that other mother or that other father is dealing with. 
but just understanding that they're human. They're human. And our children are little tiny humans. A lot of times we look at children and we say, oh, y'all ain't been through nothing. You ain't even old enough to go through this. And we don't really understand the stresses and the influence that our children encounter every day. And that situation kind of brings that to the forefront, you know. Our children are little people, and they deal with the stresses of life just like we do. And us as mothers and fathers have to be there to support them and to let them know that they're not alone. I just got a message that said, uh, y'all really got chemistry for real. And my response was, we're baby mamas, life out loud. <laughs> yes, baby mamas. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. According to my clock, it is 945. Um, you know, we may not have preached Jesus and him crucified and, and his resurrection, but we gave you guys scripture, like train up a child in the way they, sh- they should go. And, um, you know, we also love one another as we love ourselves. And the, the greatest commandment mm-hmm. is to love, is definitely to love your neighbor. And right. if you're listening to us tonight and you're like, you know, I want that love. I want to be able to love um, my children's um, bonus mom or bonus dad. Um, and, and I want to get over myself so that I can be able to, to not have a spirit of jealousy, but to to really just get to know that person better. But you don't have Jesus mm-hmm. in your life, you know. And the Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God did, you shall be saved. It also says anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if that's you tonight, we offer salvation to you. It is so simple, just declaring that Jesus died and he rose again and that God is his father now, you might be out there and like, man, I did that Jesus thing before, but for some reason, I feel a tug on my heart. I feel like, you know, God is, is, is calling me back home. You know, I turned my back on him. I did some things. I didn't have no business. But I feel like God is just like, just tugging me. The Bible says that God is married to the backslider. Remember, God didn't turn his back on you. It was us that turned our back on him. You know, and he's standing at the end of the road like the prodigal, the the father of the prodigal son saying, come home. I'm I'm, I'm receiving you back unto the fold. If that's you, we offer him tonight to you. And you break to ask God to restore you back into the fellowship, back into his fellowship. And if you out there and you're like, man, this word, you know, I, I'm sitting here like amazed that two women can get together and be like, hey, listen, you know, I got one child, I got another child. Our common denominator is the father, but we're going to look beyond the father and just see our children, you know, and I need some teaching that can help me get to that place. Find yourself a Bible-believing church, a Bible-believing, mm-hmm. Bible-teaching church, one that is, is moving under the Holy Spirit, you know, that don't teach anything mm-hmm. but Jesus. 
Don't teach anything but the word from Genesis to Revelation, teaching the word of God, not adding to it, not separating or, or taking anything from it. That's what you need on tonight. We're just going to pray for you. God, we thank you. We honor you. We those who have decided to receive you into their hearts on tonight. We thank you for those who decided to give their lives back to you, Lord God. And God, those who are looking for a church home, God, we ask that you would direct them to the right place, Lord God, direct them to the right pastor, God. In the name of Jesus, you said that you would give us pastors according to our uh, according to your hearts, Lord God. So tonight we're asking that you give direction, Lord God, for all of those who are under the sound of our voice, Lord God, that is trying to get to the place that we are, Lord. We ask that you would just minister to them beyond what we're saying, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Even uh, me, and, me and Mia, Lord God, I ask that you would even bind us closer, Lord God. Let people see us as an example of how to love a bonus mom or a bonus dad, God, in Jesus' name. We pray and we thank you. Amen. Amen. It is all on you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God, the title, Baby Mama Drama. Well, I'm going to share one of the sisters' texts while y'all were bringing forth testimony and sharing words and God's word and God's word of encouragement. They put down baby mamas with no drama because that is truly what you two represented today. And I wish that we could get more parents to realize the importance of bringing up siblings together in unison, one with the other. So I truly thank God for you all sharing your story and your testimony. I used to sit back and think that I was in a um, a unique situation because my children, my two daughters have two brothers, and myself and my brother, their brother's mother, we we raised our children together, just like the two of y'all. So it it really is a blessing, and they're grown now. And it, it's a blessing when you can manage to raise your brothers and sisters or sisters or brothers, whatever the case may be, together in unison and especially in the love of the Lord. So we thank Elder Alicia Cooper and her special guest, Sister Mia Dutton, for joining in with us this evening and bringing forth that word, standing in the gap for our very own Reverend Arthur Burgess III, who is still recuperating and healing from surgery, and we just know God is continuing to heal him. Amen. We want to, by faith, encourage you who may have given your life to Christ this evening, as they said, to join the Bible, believing, teaching, preaching sanctuary where you can grow in the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and heal from the trials and the tribulations of this world. However, until you do bless God, that is why he has Purpose Kingdom Network here just for you. Amen. Please join us tomorrow evening at 8 p.m. Tomorrow evening, 8 p.m., for another broadcast of Purpose Kingdom Network, we will be broadcasting with By Faith We Good, and the host is uh, Minister, oh, Lord, forgive me, Minister Bernard Morrow. I don't know why I'm getting tongue-tied. Todd, Minister Bernard Morrow, tomorrow evening at 8 p.m. for By Faith We Good. 
right here on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. We would like to thank again each and every one of you who listened in to this, our 1,428th episode of Purpose Kingdom Network. You can feel free to follow us on Facebook as well as on LinkedIn at Purpose Kingdom. We are on Instagram as well as on Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. Please feel free to email any comments, questions, suggestions, or concerns to us directly at PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, to pray with you, to pray for you. Also, please keep your ears and eyes open via announcements as well as on our social media page. God has been doing some great things here with us as Purpose Kingdom Network. And coming May 9th, our fifth anniversary, we will be moving into PKN Radio. Look at what God has done. We will be broadcasting 24 hours a day as well as bringing you God's word through conversation and teaching and preaching. We will also be bringing you the love of God and the word of God through gospel music. So please stay tuned, listen in for further information about PKN Radio. Know that we love you all with the love of Christ. Thank you once again for listening in. Elder Cooper, Sister Mia, wonderful, wonderful job, and the ministry is back in your hands. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mia, um, we yes. have a few minutes. We have a few minutes left. And no problem. Um, is there any words of encouragement you would like to give to someone out there that may be listening? Now, you heard that someone sent a message that said, this baby mama with no drama. <laughs> um, right. Is it any any less encouraging words that you would like to to give someone someone out there that's listening? Um, my last words, um, even outside of this topic, would be to find your healing. You know, again, we've all had our different walks of life um, to get us where we are today, and I feel like a lot of people don't really realize that the actions that they take, the thoughts that they think, the words that they say are a result of the things that they have experienced, whether they realize that it was a direct impact or if it was, you know, indirect where it didn't really involve you, but you saw it. Um, I think many people like to relate their current circumstances with other people's. I also believe that a lot of times the enemy will allow people to join together in um, confusion and foolishness and to support the uh, continuation of uh, separation um, because, you know, when there is unity, and I want, other, I want people to realize this, God is not um, a necessity in unity. However, when you decide to unify, and he will be in the midst. Um, so it takes us to make that conscious decision that, no, I'm not going to wallow in where I've been. So 
some people are wondering why they can't get to where they want to be or where they think they should be now, and that's because they're still harboring unforgiveness, they're still holding grudges, still are in misery and want other people to join in in their pity parties and their misery. Heal. Heal from every situation that you've endured, and that takes time. Listen, Jesus and therapy, it works. Amen. Talk to somebody. Talk to someone. You know, um, don't just go to your best friend or your sister cousin or your homies who have also been and are still dealing with their own traumas, too, because you can't heal. If both of y'all are wounded, both of y'all are missing a right leg, it's going to be hard for y'all to get to the next destination. So it's up to one of the two of you to make a constant decision that, hey, I might need a crutch to get to where I need to go. So I'm going to go to this therapist or I'm going to go to my pastor and talk to them. Or listen, it don't have to necessarily be your pastor, but make sure wherever you go is godly counsel. I think that's one of the reasons why I was able to deal with the situation at the time because I wasn't around a bunch of foolishness. I didn't have people talking to me in my ear because um, I was, what, 19? I had to be 19 when we met. So, um, you know, it's all about, you know, healing from what you dealt with so that, you know, you're able to consciously take care of not just yourself, but everything that's attached to you. When you, when you see it, it'll be able to flourish. That's, that's what I have to say. Healing is definitely important. Because when you heal, you're able you're able to help others heal. Right. Let me say that again. Right. When you when you're when you heal, you're able to help others heal. You're not easily you're not e- easily jealous. You're not easily offended mm-hmm. um, by certain right. things that may that may come up. You will be able to as um, Mia and I have said this whole thing. You'll be able to love the other child, the other the other mother, the 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 bonus mother, the bonus father, in a way that you never expected to because you're healed. There's no animosity towards someone else. Not only that, you you get to a place where when you see certain situations in other people's lives, you're willing to hug them. You're willing to love on them. You're willing to tell them, hey, listen, you know, if you try it this way, you'll get you'll you'll get so much further in this in this project or whatever the case may be because now you're looking at it through the eyes of healing instead of the eyes of hurt. Right. Right. And so pretty much like some of us we just gotta get to a place where we change our lenses. Yes, change the lens. That is good right there. That's a sermon. Mm-hmm. Don't get me started. It is. Listen, I might, I might steal that from you. <laughs> I'll give you your credit, though. I'll give you your credit. <laughs> I'll give Go you your credit. Maybe the first and second time, but after that, then I'm just taking it for myself. <laughs> Listen, go for it. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You you don't have to worry about giving me credit. We just want to, once again, we want to thank you for joining us on the Healing Hour at Purpose Kingdom Network. I am your host, Elder Elisha Cooper, and our special guest today was is, uh, Sister Mia Dutton. Um, again, I'm filling in for Minister Third. We want to pray for his recovery because the next show, he is definitely doing this thing himself. Amen. Tonight, our topic Amen. is Baby Mama Drama. We want to hope, we hope and we pray 
there's something we said encouraged, uplifted you, um, even made you reevaluate how you're how you're living um, you're living your life on today. Thank you so much for listening in. Until next time, God bless. Jesus led. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose.